I'm Jack, your host, and this is the Right in the Feels podcast. Whether you're a guy trying to figure out your feels in this crazy, crazy world, or you're a woman trying to solve the puzzle of why men think the way they do, well, this show is for you. Welcome to Right in the Feels. As usual, I'm your host, Jack. And I have a special guest today. This is the third episode, so this is going to be my first guest, and I'm so excited to introduce her. She's a life coach extraordinaire. She's my fiance, and really, as I mentioned in the first episode, the inspiration for me to really start this podcast, the support and encouragement from her has gotten me to this point. And she has her own podcast, XOXO Christine, and another podcast with Regina, which I have guested on recently in Perfectly Imperfect. Hello, Christine. Hello! <laughs> I was making faces at him the entire time. That's what being yeah. a supportive significant other is. When your fiancé is starting his own podcast, you just make faces at him when he's introing you to try to distract him. But you did a great job! As if I'm not nervous enough, I told you before we started recording, I'm a little nervous. And I asked you, were you nervous hosting your own podcast? And you told me, no, no <laughs> nerves whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I are very different people as we will jump into today's episode. <laughs> this is a host takeover. Just kidding. I was worried going into this podcast since you're so good at hosting that you would end up hosting the host, which is me because I'm the host of this podcast. This is my own now. I have my own just so I can combat your, your podcast. Wow. Is that what it is? Yeah. Right in the fields versus XOXO Christine. Of course, Jack has been <laughs> on my <laughs> podcast. Plug myself, XOXO Christine podcast. <laughs> I already plugged you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm replugging. He was on, I don't know, like, was it two, three episodes? It was three on your XOXO yeah. Christine. Cool story. Yeah. So then he, uh, <laughs> he started hosting me on my own podcast. So anyways... What are we talking about today? <laughs> Stop. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Moving right along. Right. <laughs> Regina hates Stop it when I do hosting that too. me. Stop hosting the host. You can't help yourself. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about relationships, especially our relationship, because you and I have been together eight to nine years. And it, to be together that long, you've had to go through a lot of things. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and for a lot of people, when they view relationships on Instagram, it's always the, the great things about a relationship. But being together eight to nine years, you really go through the gauntlet or the seasons, as I like to put it, of growth in a relationship. And I kind of want to bring you on to talk about all the seasons that we've been through. We've been through a breakup. We've been through building trust, the ups and downs of how to communicate between man and woman, especially from your perspective and since you're an emotional prodigy and you've had to deal with me not being an emotional prodigy. So you've had some challenges in that. And I kind of want to throw a first question to you. Are we on ball versus life? You're going to throw me a question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass the you're ball to pass you. pass the ball to me. <laughs> People that have listened to you know that you were single for a period of time before you got with me. And I am your longest term relationship. <laughs> wow okay <laughs> yes hey, it's just real he has award there you go yes the longest i, I won that award i did <laughs> i earned it <laughs> <laughs> this is the path we're going on bring it on okay first question since you were single before and now i'm your long-term relationship what the transition of being single to being a long-term relationship has been 
Yeah, so before I met you, I was single for six years. For the most part, it was intentional. I mean, I had moments of loneliness. But how I got to that point of being single intentionally was that I had gone through a series of really shitty... Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Okay. You're allowed to, <laughs> to be who you are. This is the safe place. I just been through a string of shitty after shitty dating <laughs> scenarios. I don't even call them relationships. And I was just sick of the patterns that I recognize within myself that was hard to admit. When I got to that point, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. And if I keep thinking in my head that, you know, when I find the guy that is supposedly this image of whatever the one is, I'm not confident to say that all my fears and insecurities and quote unquote baggage won't get in the way of that or sabotage that. Coming into even when we got together, there was a big part of me where I knew when I first started dating my first boyfriend, he was probably my longest before you, which is like on and off for three years. And I also had versions of myself with the guy that I dated after him. There was extremes of being super clingy or I push guys away. I do it at such an egregious way and being super harsh and being super dramatic, all because I felt like I was losing some sort of control or trying to gain control mm. that... I wanted to work on that before I met whoever it was. And when I met you, part of me was still battling that, which is why I think when we first started off, it was a lot of hesitancy on my part. Mm. I was so tentative. I was always like, well, we'll see how long we're together for. Yeah. I really wouldn't fully dive into the relationship. Even through our eight to nine year journey, it wasn't until we got engaged, which is... Well, over a year now. Yeah. Yeah that I had to consciously choose and continue to choose to lean into the relationship and build the trust. But one of the things that I did not anticipate was how easy it was with you. Mm. And even to this day, you think like eight or nine years, I would be sick of you <laughs> or vice versa, right? Yeah, I know. Well, I can't speak for you. Perhaps you're like after this pandemic, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> rethink this engagement. But yeah, everything is just easy. It, it, you became that example to me and evidence that an adult relationship doesn't have to be hard. The things that you mm. thought that you had, you know, yeah, guys and girls always argue about that stuff. Girls are so like this. Guys are so like that. I used to argue about the dumbest things with the guys that I used to date. With you, it's just so easy. It's what you would think about dating your best friend that you don't fight with. Well, we fought though. Wow. Okay, just wait and negate everything that I said. I was trying to set you up for just being like, oh my God, it's been amazing. Of course we fought, but yeah. I meant the ease as in the day-to-day. -day. Mm. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's like I still wake up. I'm excited to see you. We laugh about the dumbest things. Mm. I feel like our fights are mainly, well, leading up to the breakup. It was really big things based off of things that we both still needed to work on individually. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of ease to our relationship from the day to day. I think we can laugh about the smallest things. We can make humorous moments even out of even even in tough situations or things that are kind of awkward or uncomfortable. And I think that's the ease that we've fallen into that really keeps us going <laughs> eight, nine years already into our relationship. It doesn't even feel like eight to nine years. It feels it's one of those things where it feels short but long at the same time. It feels like not that long ago, we were just engaged even. And it's been over a year. Mm -hmm. It just feels always feels pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. Even when we're fighting or kind of having difficulty, still feels like there's stimulation to some degree. Or we're working on things. Mm -hmm. We're even in these fights, we're building something. And I think that's the part where I never felt separate. But I know we broke up, so you definitely felt separate from me, but which we'll get into. From that, I wanted to ask, 
since there's an ease to our relationship, what has been the difficult parts of being in a long-term relationship with me? With you? Oh my God. All right. Here's the tea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the difficult parts, I would say, is recognizing each other's growth at different times. Mm. I think because you and I carry similar internal trauma from our families mm-hmm. that we still are processing because I think you just released an episode about your dad's an asshole. <laughs> so I haven't listened to it because as of now, you, you haven't released it. I also still constantly struggle with that with my own parents because of that we understand each other but we also are processing it so differently because I think of our genders because of our personality so there'll be times that in your journey let's say with trying to make some sort of resolution or peace with your dad mm. I think you're you are further along in that journey than I am mm. there'll be times that I'm maybe this is where stereotypical as a girl or a guy but I'll be like oh my dad ah you know and you're like well with my dad this is where i've come to and i'm like oh that's not (laughs) but then when i process it i'm like no actually he has such great insight and points yeah we've reached different points in our own internal growth as well as struggles that the other person has to not has to do but has chosen to be there for the other person the way that the other person needs. And that's taken a long time for us to get down. I think that you're much better at it than I am. So I deeply respect Mm. you inspire me to, even though I'm a life coach, but in a partnership, it's different because I Mm. so want to be like, did you think about this? And then that's not necessarily what you need. So it's been a journey in itself. If we want to dive into the really true difficult part with you is that I just didn't trust you. Mm-hmm. And that had a big part with just me bringing in my own baggage as well as you being a had being a liar. <laughs> you mm-hmm. lied, you know, mm-hmm. about stuff. So that's been a process for me to and you've done a lot of work and for me to trust you, to lean mm-hmm. trusting you or trusting any guy in a relationship has always been a struggle and I recognize that's brought on through my own relationship with my dad throughout my life. The points that you made about our relationship, the trust, the breakup and stuff, this is all stuff that is really hard to communicate exactly what we went through, but it's all true. I I think the hardest thing about our relationship is really facing myself within this relationship. The things that I've done, for example, lying. I really had to face in the mirror instead of just saying, oh, you know what, Christine, because Christine is so headstrong and she demands a lot of things in this relationship in terms of values and stuff that, oh, you know what? That's just on her. I need to find somebody who isn't so stringent. Instead of thinking that, I thought, I do want to be honest. I do want to be truthful in a relationship. Like, why would I lie? Is there something about me first that I need to work on? And I think that's the part where it clicked for me when we went through our breakup, where I decided I need to be proactive in figuring out why I'm lying to Christine and through my lies, I hurt her. That wasn't my intention, but that's what happened. So despite whatever my intention was, my actions didn't match my intentions. And that's the part where the hard part in a relationship is facing yourself. You have to understand that in a relationship, it's like a reflection. All your actions and all the things you say, even though, yeah, someone's reacting to it, it's kind of a reflection of your personality. Like if you're kind of driving somebody crazy, then you are the equal part in that. You know, it's not just that person that's quote-unquote crazy because maybe they're not crazy maybe it's because you have certain things in you that might drive someone a little bit crazy whether you're neurotic or whether you have some past trauma issues Mm -hmm. trust and stuff like that that again 
if you're with somebody and they might trigger that they might bring that out of you because maybe they're not trustworthy that's the part where i really had to face with you and the thing about you is you are so forthright you are so clear that i can't hide behind anything i have to really look at it and be like okay even though christine's reacting in a way that i probably wouldn't react to the same situation you're bringing up valid points so that's the part where the way that you are, and I think a lot of our friends, a lot of people who listen to you know, you're very direct, you're very honest. And in that honesty, even if it's emotional in nature sometimes, because you're so passionate, that there's an underlying truth to it. And maybe it's your interpretation, but I do think there's a very underlying truth because what you represent usually is honesty, authenticity. And that's something I have struggled with. And that's why doing this podcast is so important to me because I've reached a point and you've helped me along with that so much is the authenticity part, being comfortable with yourself, developing my voice and feeling comfortable in that. And you've provided me that, not just through this podcast, but really up until now and as my own self-growth. And that's the important thing, growing separately, but together. Mm. Well, I wanted to add that support is a big part in that because Mm. trust and support... I totally agree with what you're saying about taking responsibility for your part. As much as I was in a headspace and have been in a headspace of, well, if you lied, and it wasn't just you, a lot of guys I dated in the past lied because of the same reason. I'm so honesty is everything that I think it intimidates the guy. So I really had to take a step back that I didn't do with other guys. It had to do with the self-love and self-investment in my own growth during my single period of time, as well as in the Mm. relationship with you. Instead of leaning into blaming you completely, and that Mm. was a process, right? That how can I show up to support you through your process of Mm. getting to a place that you can be vulnerable and authentic and comfortable with what your truth is, which is what you had been running from Mm -hmm. for a long time, you know, or try to cover. And I think that's the part where when it came to you and I, our partnership, you so wanted me to see you in a certain light Mm -hmm. because you didn't believe that who you already were. You didn't believe that I would just love you for that. So even Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's self-love, you know? So self-love is a Mm -hmm. process, it's an ongoing thing. So when you're going through that period of time as hurt, as I was and of course this wasn't a I'm not saying I was a goddess through this I definitely gave you so much shit throughout but it's been a process to understand if we're going to be in a partnership together how can I be there for you in that way and put aside my ego and being right or anger on you when you need me there but also not neglect those emotions or resentment that it's just part of it like I definitely had resentment and even stuff that we're still dealing with now but through Mm -hmm. therapy through my own life coaching that stuff that instead of pushing it onto you or projecting it onto you especially as you're really trying to figure this stuff out on your own Mm -hmm. that is taking a step back and asking yeah how can I be there for you and here's the kicker communication (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just believing you when you say hey this is what I need and vice versa Instead of being like, for me, when I get mad, I need space. So Jack is really good about just believing me instead of pushing me to answer and deal with it and solve it now because he needs me to. So stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man. So many great points there. I know. I'm like, it's just emotional prodigy. I got to really think about all the things that you said, too. This is the classic (laughs) R relationship. Let me think about it real quick (laughs) before I answer. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to mention first that even though we're at the place that we are now, it was really difficult to get here. There was a lot of tension, a lot of kind of sleepless nights that we, whether we were broken up or we were trying to get back together, 
we weren't talking. We were just there to work on our own individual selves. I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they try so hard to work on themselves within the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so easy just to do that. I need to do this to make my girlfriend happy, or I need to do this to make my boyfriend happy. And at the end of the day, it's also for myself. Mm-hmm. They directly try to use the partner to to work on those things. Like, tell me what I did wrong. Yeah. You know, next time, I won't do it. But it's really hard to do that. Because you're triggered in different ways and you're defensive in different ways. So seeking that help and growing outside, what you're saying is the self-love part where you can, whether you go to a therapist or you go to a life coach or you just seek knowledge and growth yourself outside of the partnership, that's when you can bring in that growth as it organically happens and it will just naturally strengthen your relationship. And that's the point that I think when you said that, the self-growth and then also the growth in relationship they can both join, but you kind of need to do it separately sometimes. You can't just rely on your partner to tell you, hey, what do I need to do to become a better person? Oh my God. Girls hate that. Guys are just like, okay, just tell me. What did I yes. do wrong? What can I fix it? I think for, for women, it's also processing. How much do you know your man? Is he just saying that to try to smooth over the situation and not actually do the work? Because I will tell you guys out there that women, we can smell that bullshit from like a mile <laughs> away. And we have little, little patience for it. Each and every time you, you pull that card, our patience gets lower and lower. This is why you see videos on, well, I say TikTok because it's like these women that will be like, dude, you said that you were going to do this. And by day two, you already stopped trying. We're counting. We're like looking at it. And I think guys are like, come on, just like give me time. In that space of we're not looking at just the action. We're really looking at the intention of are you really trying? Do you understand? Are you really putting in effort? That's not just for me. Because if it's yes. for me, we know that this, that's temporary and you're just doing it because you don't want to get into another fight and you're trying to skim over it. When really we're talking about sustainable, long lasting relationships that keep growing with each other versus plateauing off and the chemistry dies and you're like, I don't know, 30, 40 years if you even stay married for that long and you're like, why am I with you? Mm-hmm. So I think that makes the difference in right now versus Oh, thinking about, well, you know, 40 years later, we'll see how we get there and stuff like it's like, no, the tools and the implementation of patience, compassion, communication, trust that all starts right now. Mm -hmm. I would say for guys and girls really looking at your partners to gauge, do they share those similar values as you? Are they putting forth the actual effort in listening, really, truly listening and then trying to communicate and also being proactive about it. I'm not here as your girlfriend going, Jack, you need to go see a therapist or else I can't be with you. I mean, people that do that, I get it. But then it's different. It's totally different when you go for yourself and you seek it. You're reading books, you're listening to podcasts to see how you can be a better man for yourself and then how you can show up in our relationship as being a better man, future husband etc. I think the hardest thing between men and women a lot of times is the disparity in emotional growth. If you start dating a guy and he's a little behind you in terms of that emotional IQ or EQ, there's going to be a disparity. And that disparity is the frustration a lot of women feel with men. What ends up happening is men start to see that and they don't fully understand it. They just know, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to get in trouble. She's going to have an emotional reaction. And by default, I kind of am avoidant to emotional situations. And in that default state, you just learn to get by, escape, whether by lying, white lies, or downplaying a situation. You're just looking to avoid confrontation. 
Right. I can attest to that because I did that.、Mm-hmm. I was trying to avoid you getting mad at me. It was just as simple as that. And I think if we look deeper, it's the emotional confrontation of, of what I was really trying to avoid, which seemed like kind of like a little boy. Oh, I just don't want to get in trouble. Right. <laughs> But that's really the core, and that's why I want to tell guys, the self work is, yes, there there might be a disparity, and sometimes it's not just all on you. Sometimes your partner. Is not understanding you. Is not being patient with you. Sure, but within that, you have to really understand why am I not able to communicate? Why am I not pushing myself to be to grow?、Mm. If you're just sedentary, that's just a choice that you're making. But you're gonna your relationships will stay sedentary like that with whoever you date. You're going to probably encounter the same problems, and you might feel like it's because girls are dramatic. But not all girls are dramatic. <laughs> not all guys are. Emotionally avoidant, so it's up to you, each individual person. And I'm speaking to guys. It's in particular. It's up to you to seek that growth, and don't just do do that because oh man,、uh, you know, yeah, I'll just do whatever she says. It's it'll be fine, right? It, it's gotta be. It's gotta be from yourself. It's got to be. I think you just gotta look at your life and be like, is this what I want? Forever, and I think、mm-hmm. maybe some people are fine with it. Guys and girls, they're like, well, if my relationship, I'm not emotionally connecting. And we have kids, or we have different interests, and we just don't. I get that from my friends. I don't really need to get that from my partner. Hey, you guys live however you want to live, right? I was hopeless too. Before I met Jack, I was like, dude, there's no. I don't think there's like, where are the guys, you know? But I really had to take a good look at myself and be like, how am I contributing to having this? Fantasy of a relationship of this deep connection. We're able to have、mm. long conversations, but also get along really well. We're growing together. All these things, right? And have this like romantic connection. And first, recognizing for myself what are the limited beliefs as well as my actions,、mm-hmm. things that hinder that. Just in my experience of dating in the past, that's the difference. When I met Jack, I recognized. Immediately, the qualities in the potential of how he could be.、Mm-hmm. I known enough about myself and the things that I was looking for in a man that was kind. Immediately, everyone always says that about Jack, and that was one of the first things that I picked up on. Just, just super nice to everyone. The guy that crossed the street, and he'll be like, "Have a nice day," you know. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you always call me out when I talk to cashiers or. Ja- okay,、um. Jack is the person that the person is doing their job, but Jack will. Overly thank them for everything when th- that's what they're supposed to be doing. They hand him the grocery bag. He's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you." And it's like a minute later, I'm like, "Jack, okay, <laughs> they know, they know. <laughs> You're very thankful that they're doing their job." He's like that. And then I think it was in our second conversation, we were already jumping into the deep discussions of our dads. Really, just stuff that you want to open up to someone that you just met. I just value that right away that he was able to do that, and of course, the best thing about our relationship to me is that we laugh about the dumbest things. He has that quality of being able to be super serious and hear you at the same time and open up, but also it's just so down to earth and goofy and and silly. Being able to identify those qualities because I did the inner work and then trust that, however our relationship played out, and that's a daily choice.、Mm. But I think you really have、mm. to recognize and ask yourself what type of relationship do you want, and are you willing to work for it? I think that sometimes、mm. with guys, it's like from a girl's perspective, it doesn't seem like you guys really want to put in the work. And you guys are okay with it, as opposed to women. Maybe because of how we're fed, we're like, "Oh, you can have this amazing K drama Disney relationship,、mm-hmm. which is all fill in the blank for us." 
versus guys who are like, nah, it's cool. Just someone to go eat with and we can mm. have sex and mm. oh, you're good enough to, my mom likes you. I guess, yeah, we'll get married. It's like you guys are okay at a certain level as opposed to, I think, a lot of women. Yeah, I think guys a lot of times are so duty oriented and responsibility oriented. As long as I check off this list, then I'm good as a partner, right? I providing you whatever you need in terms of if it's if you're married, for example, I'm work I'm going to work. I'm working hard. <laughs> and I come home and I do these things. I take out the trash. I do, yeah, like I clean up the house and I do handiwork that needs to be done whatever you want and I'm, we're good and that's the part where i think the emotional part the the inner work is lacking and women are more in tune with us like we gotta work on us our relationship and the guy's like i don't know just tell me what to do that's so interesting that when you said that it was everything that you listed was all practical things things that yeah. i can do for you yes. but nothing very little emotion to it and women are looking mm -hmm. for both mm -hmm. We try to do both. Women are expected to do everything and at an amazing capacity, mm -hmm. never show them that you're sweating. Yeah. I think when it comes to a relationship, what a lot of women say is just like it falls short and we mm -hmm. end up settling and compromising because mm -hmm. we feel like I've already invested X amount of time into this relationship. I'm at the prime or whatever. And that's why I think a lot of women offer their guys an ultimatum because I think they're just, they're tired of it. But they also know that they put in a lot of time. And of course, they love the guy. But I don't know if yeah. guys on that level are on the same page of understanding what their women or partner needs, like truly needs. The episodes that we, I've done on your podcast, I remember seeing a lot of the questions pertaining to couples was, when do you know whether to break up with somebody? Yeah. Because sometimes you love them. And this is, the, the, this is what we were talking about right now, this struggle. What if you're super frustrated with this guy? And as you said, like he's not really doing the inner work and I'm the one trying to do it all. As a woman, you are work through this world and get your footing. But also in a relationship, you're doing all this work in terms of really trying to emotionally grow with this guy. Maybe he's not on that level. When, when do you know when to break up? Even with me, when did you, how could you decide? What, what was the, what did you have to get into to understand? All right, I can, I can trust this guy. I can... I can keep going even though, yeah, he broke my trust and it's really, it's going to be really hard to get it back. Because trust is, and I knew this, very difficult for me. Even to this day, I have to wake up and consciously tell myself I'm choosing to trust Jack. I expected it to be some blanket like, oh yeah, we trust forever. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Not only because you broke my trust, but because we're all human beings. You know, we're going to hurt each other in some degree. So what you were asking, which is very valid of when do you know to end the relationship and when to move on versus giving yeah. it a try? How do you know when it's time to move on from a job? How do you know that this company yeah. is right for you? And I think you have to believe what you've seen given the experience that you've been with them. So mm -hmm. at a company, you start maybe the first year you're really bright eyed and you're like, oh yeah, you know, you've everything that you sold me on the interview, I'm getting it, I'm seeing the growth and all of that. And after a couple of years, you start to see things and patterns and inconsistencies or lines being crossed that you're not okay with. And you get to a certain point where how much of that can you continue accepting where it starts affecting who you are mm -hmm. and what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe because whatever my job is, I see it more than just a job. So maybe some people who go to work and they're like, I don't care as long as you pay me. I don't, I don't care what you guys do or value. Yeah. For me, it translates into a relationship based off of what I know about. And that's the key ingredient, putting in the work to know yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, then yeah, you don't know where your boundaries yeah. are. 
You don't know what is crossing the line and to, you have to go through to the ends of the earth before maybe you realize enough is enough. And maybe for some people, they cut it too early because they think like, oh man, you hurt me. Okay, forget it. And I think I definitely lean towards that side. And I can see the balance for you. In the beginning, when you're dating, you cut things off early. Oh yeah. But then you realize that's not right because then I'm not really growing. And sure, maybe they weren't the right guys, but you also weren't pushing yourself to grow in the relationship. So you cut them off too, a little earlier than probably you wanted to in terms of getting that growth. And then later you're like, okay, let me not cut it off it's too early. Let me, let me stay a little longer. There was growth in that too. And it doesn't have to be the right person for you to grow. Sometimes it's just the lesson of being in a relationship, understanding yourself, do the self-growth for sure, but understanding with yourself within that relationship to be like, all right, now I understand my boundaries when I stay too long or I leave too early. And at the end of the day, to determine when you should break up with somebody is establishing all those things within you first to know your values and when you're compromising those values. For example, like when you are with a guy and you value honesty and he keeps abusing that honesty. Yes, there's a there's a merit to having patience and and growing with somebody. But if he keeps violating that very value, which you know, you inherently know is so important to you, that's when you know, I should not be with this person. And maybe it will take a little bit of time. Maybe it will take him abusing your trust a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're gonna, that's when a lot of people say after they break up, okay, I'm definitely going to find a guy that is more authentic and honest because I know from a past relationship, I did not want to compromise that value. It did not do me any good internally and for my own self, whether that's your self-esteem or your self-value or just you want to grow too. As a, as a human being, if you really care about self-growth, you want the other person to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. If they're not on the same page, you're never going to, you yourself are never going to grow because that partner that's with you all the time, the person that you talk to the most, if they're not on the same page, you're going to hit a limit with your growth and you're going to become really unhappy because you're going to see he's just sitting on the couch or she's just watching reality TV and never, never growing in that way. Wow, the way that you looked at me when you said that, I feel so like <laughs> accused. You're, you're all about self-growth. <laughs> in fact, I'm the one that feels like I'm on the couch, to be honest. I'm like, am I growing enough? <laughs> oh, please accept me, please. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And it's a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. It really comes back to, are you getting what you are looking for in this relationship? Whether it's in mm -hmm. a romantic one or in a friendship or even with family. Mm -hmm. And if not, what are you doing to change that? And what are you doing to prevent yourself from getting that? And let's say before I met you, the whole cutting guys off early was because I was so afraid mm. of getting too hurt or giving that control to the guys to hurt me that deeply. It was a self-protection thing. What I realized on the opposite end was that I was never giving myself the chance or giving the relationship a chance to really fully be in love, really fully be in it. You cannot fully love if you're afraid to get hurt mm -hmm. that's just part of it that's yeah. just what love is love we like to wrap it up in a nice bow and be like oh man these are everything and they would never betray our trust they would never do this but even for yourself you can't guarantee that as much as you know yourself things happen in that it's like you can keep preventing yourself from protecting yourself however you do it whether we show it in anger or maybe for guys it's like well i'm just 
you know, I'm not going to express myself. I'm just going to go with whatever she wants. What do you want to eat? Whatever you want to do. Or the path of least resistance, just tell me what you want. But what you're not doing is putting yourself out there and really putting in the work to see what comes up from your guys' relationship and maybe having to face the hard realities that maybe this girl isn't for you. Maybe this time isn't worth your time. Maybe you do need something more, but that takes more work from you. As we move towards the end of this conversation about relationships, I kind of wanted to ask what kind of advice you could give our listeners from the standpoint of how have you or how do you think people can provide a safe place for their partners to really communicate all these vulnerabilities and all these challenges that we have faced? What did you do with me to provide that safe place or safe space? Mm. That is a really hard one because obviously when you guys are on the same page on communication, when you guys are arguing, it really is parent at that point. So it's really hard to put aside your own feelings or ego in it. But I think what has really helped me is to be like, we're on the same team. Mm. There's so much of my own internal conditioning that wants to be like, well, I'm more right. (laughs) Like, do you not hear me? I don't think you get it, you know, and I'm so focused on that. But when you're playing on the same team, this is your teammate. You guys are trying to make the same goal. You're trying to win the championship, you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So you play differently. You're not going to be like a ball hog or you're not going to, if he's your opponent or she's your opponent, maybe you'll be pushing them on the court. Maybe you'll be a little bit more aggressive about it because you're not thinking about that person. But if it's your teammate, the approach is, it's not about me shining. It's about how can we shine together as a team. So maybe I pass the ball to you, you know, or maybe what seems to be me racking up stats. Oh, I'm like, oh, dude, you should have me on Ball versus Life. That's such great analogy. You're gonna actually really go with the sports <laughs> analogies right now. I'm like, who are, who am I talking to? I'm so shocked right now. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, instead of racking up all these stats because I want to look good for me, is this shot that I'm gonna take gonna help our team win? So how it translates in a relationship is, at least from a woman's perspective, from my experience, is the safe space is to encourage your man to open up. This is not in any way to offend guys or to demean where you guys are at. But at least in my experiences, even with my brother, shout out to Michael, and just the different guy friends I have in my friendship, it's like really approaching it where they're at. Meet them where they're at. If you're thinking like, oh man, this anger of the internal trauma of my childhood is bringing up all this projected anger and your man's like, I don't know how I feel. It's a huge difference. So instead of putting that and projecting that onto them, being like, well, then what are we doing together? You don't even know how you feel. Like, of course you do. Believe them when they say they don't know how they feel. So how can you encourage them? Maybe on you as a woman, reading a book, listening to a podcast, finding ways, questions to help them open up. So it's like walking them through it. So right now, I know we argued about, say, you lying to me. What happened there? What were you afraid of? maybe not afraid of them, what were you trying to prevent? And through this, I mean, where do you see us? How do you want us to get better? Where do you think that came from? Like all these things for me is always getting context. So my questions of exploring, it's coming from a place of I really want to know. With that, you are being the bridge of where you are and where you like your man to be or your partner to be. Instead of expecting him to make that huge leap, you are the person that can help him 
probably the best because if you guys are in an intimate relationship and have grown to that degree, you can be the person to help him grow in that sense and not be afraid of his feelings or expressing it or not associating opening up with having to deal with consequences. This Mm -hmm. is a place for information. It's a place for how we can get better. How can I take the information that you're giving me show up better for you as your woman? Not because I'm trying to be subservient, because we're on the same team. I like the team aspect because that's how we are. We really approach things as a team. Everything that we go through has that backdrop to it, is we're together with it. Yeah, you have your certain opinions sometimes. I have my certain opinions. Sometimes they clash. But as a team, it doesn't always have to be a perfect compromise either. We're on the same team. And at the end of the day, we're all achieving the same goal, understanding that it's not going to be perfect, but we're going to work through it as a team. I like that, number one. And number two, there's a connectivity, as we've been talking about, to self-growth and also the growth in the relationship. And the the reason why I bring that up is when you have self-growth, you understand the questions that you've asked yourself to get to, your, to grow. So you can use those same questions. And if you can detach yourself to a certain degree in terms of the emotional, like, I need my guy to be this way, you can use those same questions to help him along his growth. But at the core of it, he has to want to grow yeah. or she has to want to grow. If at the core you do want to grow, those questions will be meaningful. And to be able to ask those questions is step one. And to be able to, number two, understand the other person wants to grow. So number three, it'll happen. It will. It might not be easy, but it will happen and your relationship will be better for it. And that's the part now that we're talking about relationships is kind of where we're at. We went through all those cycles and there are going to be more challenges for sure, 100%, especially that we're going to get married and stuff like that. Wait, what? Um, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> hey, you did. You, you said yes to no. the ring. No. Oh, I just said yes to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you always say that. <laughs> it was, it's a really pretty ring. Yeah. Well, can I ask yeah. for you as a guy based off of your experience and maybe the guys that are listening, What's your advice on how to break past this barrier or this boundary of not knowing how you're feeling or wanting to tap into your emotions and to achieve the things that we're talking about? What are the things that guys can do or think about? Facing your fears of vulnerability, that's always going to be step one. Because when you can start cracking past that roadblock, everything opens up. It really does. Your whole life opens up your, with yourself, especially in a relationship. Your relationship will improve a thousandfold when you can get past that fear of being vulnerable. You're going to be able to express yourself. And that's the hardest thing. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast. How do we grow emotionally and get past these fears and these, these default blocks of ours that have been most of it conditioned? Um, a lot of it is, of course, choice too, right? But a lot of the conditioning part is the part that we can't get past how do we get past the conditioning of like don't cry man up suck it up where it's like okay that's just a blanket statement what does suck it up even mean just avoid pretty much just avoid whatever situation just move forward Mm -hmm. but no let's think about this let's get past these roadblocks so for guys number one that's hands down for me and everything beyond that will just get easier and easier in terms of getting to a better place in your relationships all around family significant other yourself yeah yeah i mean like i don't know if this is a easier analogy for guys but i know like you've shared many times that with guys 
a lot of it is conditioned for you guys to focus on yourself and your career and building up mm-hmm. your finances in your 20s, right? Mm-hmm. By doing that, you see how you're setting yourself up for the life mm-hmm. that you're working towards. If you apply that same mentality in mm. your relationship, instead of like, I'm doing it for her, I'm doing it just because it be in a relationship, like all women are the same, might as well, you know? Mm. If you're doing it for yourself, everything else will grow from there. She'll respond like, mm. you can be in a relationship where your girlfriend's like, oh my God, you're going to hang out with your friends? Awesome. Yeah. However you want her to be supportive, however you want her to show up in what you're doing, if you're playing games mm. and instead of her coming and going, you're never spending any time with me. If you communicate with her and you share like, hey, you know what? It's not that I don't want to spend time with you. I love spending time mm. with you. But for me, this helps me relax. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. I'm spending time with you, I can really be there with you, you know, instead of thinking about the game or whatever. It's like, Understanding that for yourself, though, and learning how to communicate that. And then you can gauge if she's like, no, I just need this from you. I need attention, etc. Maybe for you, she's not the girl. Mm. Me playing games does not equate that I don't love you. (laughs) And Mm. some girls or some guys or girls like interpret it that way. But if you're able to understand for yourself why you're doing the things that you're doing Mm. and what's important to you and then communicate that to your partner and your teammate and see what the response is. Those are answers right there. Really key answers. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of things is lost in translation when you don't communicate. If a guy, you can communicate, hey, I have a lot of stresses in life and gaming helps me relax and it's not even zone out. It just gives me a a space where I can just be happy with this one thing that I'm doing and it doesn't take away from you. But a lot of guys don't know how to explain that and that's what you're saying. If you can explain that to your partner, then she or he can understand, oh, wow, like I see why now and I can be more accepting or I can actually encourage you to a certain degree if you're playing games 24 7 not investing in a relationship yeah you probably should back up a little bit for sure but if you can communicate that that's that'd be a way for you to bridge that gap but i wanted to say this before we end this episode and you kind of mentioned this earlier in the episode where one of the first the second time we met we talked about our dads Mm -hmm. and i remember then telling you oh my god i can't believe i'm talking about my dad with you Mm -hmm. and it was really eye-opening for me to do that with essentially we were kind of strangers at that point Mm -hmm. you know we're still getting to know each other but you just gave me this comfort and by the time this episode comes out i will have recorded my second episode it is not by coincidence i am able to record an episode and release it to whoever wants to hear it to talk about my dad Mm -hmm. and i almost want to cry right now (laughs) I probably will later, but I thank you for giving me that courage to do that. Mm. And I thank you for being the first guest for my podcast. It really means the world to me. Talk about being vulnerable. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So we should uh, move towards ending this show. Um, well, I Where mean, can people find you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've come so far and the battles that you've overcome before you even met me or still working on really just shows why you're doing what you're doing now and what you have been doing all along. You've done and have been doing this and showing up this way for a lot of our male friends throughout their growth in their 20s. And it really connects with you because it's so personal. I see the difference. 
maybe some guys where they're at in their journey and i think you can pinpoint it too where vulnerability oh my gosh no let's not go there what are you talking about or i don't even know what you mean by that it's okay there was a window that opened and you slowly started to understand more and more the benefits and why vulnerability and authenticity is honestly if you don't live like that you're always going to be trapped in some sort of way you're always going to feel uncomfortable in your own skin angry upset and not knowing why but the more that you're able to open up and open up for yourself first you could do amazing things like what you're doing now to say the things that you're saying on your podcast to even have the courage to do that and you're not someone that came from a creative background i mean not to say i mean everyone has creativity in them but then like you were very focused on financial stability for you to take this step to even start your own creative project let alone share all your like vulnerabilities and insights and things that are scary to say out loud like you're doing it because you truly truly believe that this will help other people and other guys you know and i think in that that will help the world because i think so much of how we each show up especially seeing it as a woman the men in my life and in general you see so much of how that anger and resentment and all those stuffed feelings result in the world that we're in i think what you're doing is so courageous so admirable so respectful to be honest i think at that point i already knew when you opened up the second time that we were hanging out i was like I like this guy, you know, I like I knew there was something special there. If you listen to the episodes on XOXO, I think we talk about like how I was the one that was like trying to put the moves on him first because Jack is so shy. Yeah. Look at where we're now. I got a ring. I locked him down, ladies. In a way, this it's all come full circle for us uh, by recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm still that awkward guy. <laughs> you are. And that's what I really love about you because you're not ashamed to just be that even though you still struggle with it we're also human and i think that's what you and i based off of our vulnerability with each other we give each other the support and Mm. encouragement needed that we can do it for other people in our lives Mm -hmm. and that includes now people who are listening to you your listeners that's wild that's so awesome (laughs) so proud of you and i'm so excited to see how this part of your journey unfolds in your growth you know again this is proof you know when i say like trusting in the other person's own personal growth his podcast has nothing to do with me it's awesome to see and see how he shows up and it makes me so proud to be your significant other and soon to be wife thank thank you for saying that love i i encourage people the listeners of this show now to really listen to your podcast um xoxo christine and perfectly imperfect because everything you are about also is in those things and all the messages that you you want to impart into the world a lot of the the messaging and the values that we talked about today even though it's a relationship of souls are are still embedded in everything that you talk about so i really highly encourage people to listen to your stuff yeah listen to it go oh where can people <laughs> find me are you gonna ask me that? <laughs> yes would you like to tell people where they can find you <laughs> even though we mentioned it a couple times already <laughs> i am a life coach mm-hmm you are interested in learning about reaching out to someone to talk about these things you can find me on my website which is xoxochristine.com mm. or you can follow me on my instagram which is at xoxochristinechen but for sure so much of what we tapped into today we go much in depth on perfectly imperfect i spill a lot of tea yeah. about jack <laughs> <laughs> you do 
And on XOXO, Jack and I go into our breakup, what led to that, what we learned afterwards. So if you guys are curious about that as well, always feel free to reach out to me. I'm always open to talk and I I love these conversations. So thank you for having me on. Thank you guys for listening. And I am excited as always to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye. Coco, you say bye bye.